you want to understand your customer relationships. You want to understand how the product is being used. You want to understand what the market forces are. You want to understand how you help fill the pipeline and the funnel. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sanger Molly says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sanger Muir, welcome to Tuesday Takeover Series. If you've been listening to Tuesday Takeover Series, it's been phenomenal. I'm learning a lot. And last week, we had Katie Bullard, who is the president of Discover Org, share her story of transition, going from CMO to president. And, and the conversation was so fascinating. She has gone ahead and done herself three interviews of three incredible people who have gone through similar transitions and, and, and the whole their story, their feedback. So first of all, Katie, thank you so much for sharing your story last week. If anybody hasn't listened, go back and listen to it. And and again, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sangram. I had so much fun. I think that was one of the best conversations we've had in in a while. And and I really hope that the audience gets a, a a few nuggets out of it. Oh, I'm sure they do. So everybody, if you haven't listened, pause, go back, listen to last Tuesday, because it will set the stage for the series that Katie is doing. So Katie, what are you calling this series and who are you interviewing today? Yeah, so we've got a series of three CMOs who've made the transition to CEO. So we're calling the series CMO to CEO, successfully making the ultimate transition. And I'm so excited. One of the folks who I'm interviewing was actually a former boss of mine. So that was a, that was a really kind of personal and fun interview to do. But the first one we're going to interview is Bob Conlon, who is the CEO of Navex Global, the leading compliance solution in the industry right now. And I actually met Bob when I was a director of marketing and he was a CMO and I had never been in marketing before. He was one of the the first people who I went to for best practices. Um, He's got some really great advice on how to build a strong relationship with the board, especially if you're a VC or private equity backed, even as a CMO that's going to help you in that transition to CEO. So super excited about that one. Um, The next interview was with Elisa Steele, like total powerhouse. Uh, Elisa's the CEO of Namely. She'd been the CMO at Splunk. Uh, She'd been at Yahoo. Just an incredible background in both B2C and B2B. And she had just some very profound advice on what it really means to be a leader and how to... um, how to nurture and create a company and a culture um, that I just, I, I loved. It was a great conversation. And then finally, my former boss, Peter Poulin, who's the CEO at Green Revolution Cooling, or GRC for short. So Peter was the EVP of sales and marketing at Denim Brushery Hoover's back when I was at Hoover's. And he basically gave me the, the my very first marketing role ever, even if it wasn't really called marketing. And so it was really fun to kind of come back and have this conversation with him, you know, 10 years later. Peter has built this career of taking companies that are, that, you know, need to be fixed, that are sort of broken. He even says he's kind of a fixer and getting them back on the right track and creating so much value. And so he's got some great advice on how to think about businesses from that perspective. And again, 
when you're in that marketing role, what you can do to really make an impact. So I'm really excited. Uh, I think the audience will really get a lot out of each of those interviews. I love that, Katie. And these three sound so different in itself. Like even though they are CMO to CEO as they transition, one talking about board, one talking about leadership, and one talking about fixing what might be broken. Oh, I can't wait to listen. So again, for everybody, if you have, if you happen to listen to this, maybe the second or the third one, go back and listen to the other two. You would see the chain, the chain of thoughts across the board and you're going to love it. So again, Katie, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks. everyone. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Katie Bullard. I'm the president of Discover Org, and I'm guest hosting our series on CMO to CEO, how marketing leaders can make the ultimate transition. Uh, it's not easy. There aren't many that do it. So what are the secrets? I am so honored to host an incredible guest today. Alisa Steele is the CEO of Namely. I think formerly the CEO of Jive Software and CMO previously at Yahoo, Skype, Microsoft. I honestly, like looking at your resume, Lisa, I was completely overwhelmed. So I'm so excited to have you uh, on the show today. Oh, I'm psyched to be here. Thank you. So real quickly, before we start talking about the CMO to CEO transition, I noticed that you are a Boston native now living out on the, uh, the West Coast. And I'm actually sitting in Boston right now. We just acquired a business out here, not from this area. So do you have any tips for me? I'm out here once a month. Any tips for me, places that I definitely need to go while I'm here in Boston? Oh, absolutely. Gosh, the I miss Boston so much. Grew up right outside of Boston and went to college in New Hampshire. But you have to go have Jumbo Shrimp Cocktail. That's what I would be doing tonight for happy hour. Any particular place I need to go? That sounds delicious. I think any place in <laughs> South Boston is perfect. Okay, that sounds good. I will put that down. So, Elisa, we, you obviously have a, a very long and um, just decorated career. You had, you had many you know, CMO roles in marketing before you made the CEO transition. So I'm curious, as you were a CMO at several large enterprise companies, did you know that you wanted to be a CEO? Did you have that? Not at all. No. <laughs> what, 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 at what point did that change? It changed for me when I think I realized in moving from really a sales career to a marketing career and then into product, how much impact you can have with strategy levers and building great teams. And I just love working with fantastic teams and collaborating. And what I found along the way is that the more that you can do that, the more impact you can have on your company and more importantly, your customers and the market that you're serving. That's really interesting. Was there a, was there a particular leader, CEO that you worked with or team that you were on that really kind of inspired you at that point? You know, I was so lucky to work with some amazing CEOs and work for some amazing CEOs in my career. And, you know, two come to mind that didn't necessarily inspire me to be a CEO, but I was inspired by them in terms of their ability to run a company. And that's Dan Warmanhoven, who ran NetApp for an incredibly successful run, and Tony Bates, who ran Skype for a good period of time. And I think they both invested in me in a way that I could believe in myself and know that if I wanted to reach for that next thing, that 
I had help, support, and belief. And that matters a ton. It does matter, especially early in, in, in your career too. It's amazing what, what that sort of personal investment can do. So you had this moment where you realized, look, I can make a much bigger impact here. There is an opportunity to bring together my experiences in sales and marketing and product and really lead, lead a company. If you think about the specific skills that you developed as a CMO, as a marketing leader, are there, are there you know, two or three that you think really set you up for success in the CEO role? Well, there's probably two that come to mind that are actually very different. The first is I was lucky enough to have experiences along the way that both were directly impacting large enterprises as well as consumer branding. And in those years, that's when the consumerization of IT or what I would refer to now as the consumerization of business as a whole was really happening. So I had this deep experience in enterprise marketing, enterprise selling, complex deals, product understanding, and then went and did really big scale consumer branding. And if you put those two things together, you actually wind up with today's world, which is an individual in a workplace is a consumer of that workplace, the tools they use, the technology they use, the in relationships that they have, because this concept of work and life, it's really integrated today. We use consumer technologies or what businesses provide as consumer technologies all day long to get our work done. And we have that expectation as we learned how to work in this digital world in our consumer lives. So I think that my experience in both the enterprise and the consumer world kind of merged together to really create this amazing opportunity. My first CEO role, which was at Jive Software, which is a great blend of both those things. So that's the first one. The second one, I would say, is the ability to collaborate and the desire to really pull together teams who are super smart and wanting to win together. And when I look back on my career, the, my best days are with the hardest business problems, the toughest job, but the greatest team. It's really interesting as you were talking about that, that first point. I was just mentioning to my CEO yesterday that I feel like these days I probably click on more business ads on my Instagram account than I do anywhere else. And those lines between like, no, this is my personal time or my, my personal account versus my professional account are completely blurred. And the businesses that are grabbing my attention are those that are reaching me in those, in those personal settings. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we, your lifestyle is really defining who you are at work. And there's this amazing opportunity at work today with the way that we spend time on culture and the ability to have opportunities to learn and to grow and to accelerate. You really develop a work style and your work style is determined by your lifestyle. So I think this merging of those worlds is just going to continue. The lines are incredibly blurred. And when do you really turn off? You're always on. Yeah, You're always, always on with your life. You're always on with your work. I'm always on as a mom. You don't turn that off and then turn it back on. So all of those things, it's about integration. It's not about balance. It's about prioritization of what's important in that moment, in that day, in that month. And you're all those things to all those people every single day. Yep. 
Totally agree. So let's say I am um, a rising marketing leader and I've just gotten my first CMO job. And I, I really, you know, I do have aspirations to be a CEO at some point. What, what piece of advice would you give me in that, in that position in thinking about how to approach that CMO role? Well, I would give two pieces of advice there. One is, and this is to anyone just starting a new role, do that role incredibly well. Before you start thinking about what else do I want to do, excel in that role, excel with your team, build something that's never been built before, accomplish something that is really meaningful to the business and to your team. And that by design gets you to your next spot because that focus and commitment to the job that you're in is what the company needs or what your founder needs or what you need. That's the first piece of advice I would give. The second is for a CMO, I think this is the hardest job to fill in a company. And I think it's the hardest, it's one of the hardest jobs to do well. And the reason is, is because CMO really needs to act as the hub of the company. The CMO should be seeing everything very similar to a CEO, but with a lens of marketing. You want to understand your customer relationships. You want to understand how the product is being used. You want to understand what the market forces are. You want to understand how you help fill the pipeline and the funnel. And all of those things really impact every single organization in the company, not just your own function. The one thing I know about a CMO is you cannot be successful unless you know how to collaborate well with other members in the C-suite and that you drive a culture in your marketing team that they are collaborating with their peers as well. Four things come to mind for me when I was a CMO and I thought about every day. The first one was revenue. How am I supporting the growth and the health of the company? The second is reach. How am I making sure that this company is seen and adopted and understood in all of the places that it needs to be seen, adopted, and understood. The third is relationship. Am I helping and is my team helping facilitate relationships with customers, with partners, with employees? Because no brand is authentic unless the employees believe it and live it every day. And then the fourth is reputation. What are, how are people viewing your company in terms of what you're doing, what you're not only providing as product and services, but how are you giving back? How are you creating a better world? How are you making sure the values of your brand are actually being lived by your employees and being communicated in an authentic way? So those are the four things I thought about as a CMO every day, revenue reach, relationships, and reputation. So it's, it's interesting. I was just reading this article related to that around how the CMO can translate the things that, that they care about every single day to what the board, what, what a board is thinking about every single day. And I'm thinking as you make that transition from CMO to CEO, part of it is really understanding how to work with, with the board as well and to see things through their lens. And so I'm curious as you as you made that transition and you thought you measured, right, the impacts that marketing can make through those different areas, was there something that you did specifically to translate that for the board that helped you? As a CEO? As a CMO that then set you up? Yeah, as a CMO, I think, you know, your contribution from a board standpoint um, is twofold in my mind. One is strategic. 
is the company headed in the right direction ahead of the market and that you really understand and have a point of view on the trends and where your company and brand will fit in? That's one. And those conversations at the board level are incredibly important. And then two is in the, not as your just your CMO hat, but in your role as helping leading a go-to-market organization and you're partnering with your product and your sales leaders, what does the, how, how are you going to articulate that to the board in terms of ROI in what you're doing to create the right benchmarks inside the company and be better than your competition? It's so important to be able to communicate that ROI and then learn from where were the investments that we made that didn't pay off and how are we optimizing every day to put the money that we're investing to work for the best of the company, the best for your customers. So those were the two things I would say as a CMO. As a CEO, it's very different in terms of what I think you need to provide to the board and what kind of relationship you have with your board. It's interesting. I remember when I got my first CMO role, one of the pieces of advice I got from our CEO before the, the first board meeting, it was a new board, was actually, to, to your point, to talk about the things that didn't go well and how we had diagnosed the things that didn't go well and how we were reallocating our investments and resources and then come back the next at the next board meeting with an update on that. I'll say, as a board member of a number of different companies, yeah. One of the things that's really you look for in the boardroom is the confidence and courage of leaders to talk about the things that didn't go as planned. Because by definition, the CEO and the executive team are in the room because they have that role and because they're good at what they do. And as a board member, you want to understand more about their challenges and um, be able to help or provide insight or support or even additional networking for them to get more resources or ideas. So it's so important as a board member to hear those stories. Absolutely. So Elisa, in our last couple of minutes, we've talked about a lot of different pieces of advice or a a lot of different ways that you made this transition successfully from CMO to CEO. But if you could boil it down to one piece of advice for a CMO that's in that position to take away from today's podcast, what would that be? My one piece of advice to make the transition mm-hmm. is focus on the people that you need around you to help with functional expertise in areas you may not know well. Make sure that your team is holistic, diverse, and does things that you don't know how to do so that you're a well-rounded team with a lot of different skill sets that you can bring to bear to the market. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. This has been great. Where can people find out more about Namely? Namely Namely.com. I love, that's easy. (laughs) Thank you so much. And everybody go check out Namely.com and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.